Welcome to the Eye on Houston, where today we're going to be talking about the Get Your Rear in Gear 5K Run Walk and Fun Run. We got lots to talk about with that. And I have a couple of guests in the studio that are going to tell us all about it and how you can help, especially when it comes to raising money for the Colon Cancer Coalition organization here in Houston. Uh, We'll talk all about that. First, say hi to Allison Rosen, who is with the uh, Baylor College of Medicine. Allison. Good morning. Good morning. And also with us is um, Dr. Melina Gould, who is here to uh, give us a little more information about some takeaways uh, with uh, colorectal cancer. And we'll talk about that in just a few minutes. Dr. Gould, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having us. Let's start out first, Allison, with the basics. Uh, And we'll go over in more detail uh, about this. But the basics about the run, when it is why it is, all of that. Can you kind of run down that for us? Sure, 100%. So it is on November 17th, um, starting at 7 a.m. You can come and get your team together, register, sign in. If you already have you know, your team together, you come out. It's at Baylor College of Medicine, McNair Campus, 7200 Cambridge. Um, and it starts, the actual race starts at about 8 a.m. and goes till about 10, 1030. And there's a bunch of really fun activities and um the reason we're doing it is to raise awareness about colorectal cancer because, unfortunately, it is on the rise um, in older people as well as younger people. So the the more awareness we can spread, the better. Okay. And we're going to talk about that, about sure. the age, I guess, myth that goes with uh, talking about this. But, Dr. Gould, it's a difficult thing to have a conversation about when you talk about colorectal cancer. What are the things, as people are listening in this morning, what are the things that you would like for them to be aware of or to get comfortable with? So that's a great point. It is a difficult thing for people to have conversations about and to see their doctors about. Uh, What I really wanna make clear is that colon cancer doesn't necessarily have symptoms. You don't necessarily have a family history. So if you're 50 and over, I think you need to go to your doctor, make sure you get screened for colon cancer. If you're younger or if you happen to have symptoms at any age, such as change in your bowel habits or blood in your stool, you should go see your doctor as well and get this evaluated. Uh, As Allison will probably talk about a little bit more later, we are seeing it on the rise in young adults. Uh, And so that's why it's so important that if you have symptoms, even if you're shy or don't feel comfortable to go see your doctor and tell them about those symptoms. Mm -hmm. Are you seeing people that, um, again, as they come in, I think you you started, you know, we've talked about this before. It's all about awareness. But, I mean, you're starting to see people come in and not be afraid to say, hey, there's something different, something that uh, maybe I need to check. And it's it's really a, a simple conversation that you can have with your doctor. I totally agree. So once you get past that, I think, you know, people do well. We try our best to make you feel comfortable, but definitely don't let that hold you back from going to see the doctor. Allison, this was uh, something that uh, hits very close to home for you, especially as we talk about more and more cases in younger folks. Uh, This is something that you're a survivor of colorectal cancer. Yeah, I think being a survivor and um, I work in cancer outreach and education now, I want to like spread the word to the younger population as well as older that screening saves lives. Just like Dr. Gold Suarez said, if you get screened, you know, if you're over 50, you have the screening available to you and colon cancer is preventable with screening. And so I talk to younger people all the time um, about not being scared to talk about your stool and your bowel habits and whatever. If I hadn't done it, I don't know if I'd be alive right now. You know, Mm -hmm. I think that it's really important to, you know, take that stigma of, you know, 
you know, the poop emoji and whatever and, and, and break it because it could save your life if you talk about something that might not be right. It's just like, you know, if you find a lump somewhere else within your body, you know, you talk about it, you go to your doctor. Well, if something isn't right with your digestion, you talk about it with one of your doctors and it could help save your life. You know, it did with mine. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things, though, where I feel like sometimes that uh, everybody thinks it's it's middle school-ish. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you're bringing that up kind of thing. What did you notice? How long did it take you to to really come to grips with, boy, I need to talk to somebody about this? Well, for me, so I, I already had Crohn's disease. So, like, I was a little bit more aware of my bowel right. habits. The problem with me is that, like, I was so used to having abnormal, you know, digestion issues. And, you know, I'd eat certain things and my, my stomach would hurt. But I started to lose weight. I started to have fatigue. I started to... You know, notice that I had really bad heartburn, just you know, some classic sort of symptoms. There was blood um, and I just was in a denial for a little bit. And mm-hmm. then I finally reached mm-hmm. out to my doctor after a few months and we scheduled my colonoscopy. And it wasn't until I, it got really bad and I was at a bachelorette party that I was eating and I felt like the food was stuck in me. Mm-hmm. And it turned out that it wasn't being able to move down my colon because the tumor was blocking mm-hmm. it. So I was I was spot on with something not being right. You know, and I went to my doctor and, you know, I was originally diagnosed with stage three, but when I went in for surgery, it was downgraded to two. But if I'd waited any longer, you know, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. What would have happened there? Uh, Dr. Gould, the race itself, which we'll give details about in a second, has a giant colon (laughs) as a setup. As a doctor, is it weird to go, okay, we're going to have this race, but it's a giant inflatable colon that you can walk through there. So it's. It's weird, but it's exciting. I have to say, I bring my two kids to this race, and it's definitely a highlight for them. And you can see real live polyps and, you know, get a sense of what that looks like up close. So I think it's kind of a fun addition to the race to have that there. Has it been, Dr. Gould, has it been more of the awareness and early detection, or have there been advances in the treatment for colorectal cancer as well? So um, I think what we're seeing now is that clinicians are becoming more aware of this rise in younger patients and that's helping unfortunately a lot of younger patients present later mm-hmm. um, which may be sub- related to some of the stigma but also some of the physicians or clinicians not recognizing that they are such at risk at a younger age i think we're seeing some changes in awareness um there are continuously changes in treatment but really the the key point is diagnosing this as early as possible so if you diagnose Stage one, you have a, over 90% survival at five years. But if you diagnose stage four, you have about 11% at five years. So the key is really getting you in sooner and starting treatments as soon as possible. What about the testing for colorectal cancer? Is it always a, a scope? Is it always uh, you know, a colonoscopy? So that's a great question. It doesn't have to be. Um, if, it's, if you have no symptoms and you're feeling fine, there are other options. So if you're a little bit scared about the scope, There are other things that we can do, like a stool test. If there's blood in that, we may have to go to scope. Um, But I I don't want people to not come because they're worried about getting the colonoscopy. We can can talk about it. We can ease your fears about it. And sometimes we can do other testing. Going back to uh, you, Allison, for a second, what is it? I mean, you work for the Baylor College of Medicine. What is it like to be on the other side of what you do to be the patient side of things. It's very interesting. I think I knew a lot when I was first diagnosed more than the average patient. And so it puts, it puts more, I guess, fuel on, you know, I just, I'm very um, ambitious. I'm very 
determined to kind of get the word out because, you know, it can happen to someone that already works in oncology research mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. you know, health disparities. It can happen to anybody. And so having a, a platform to go out and tell my story and to like show people a picture of my bald head and, you know, and kind of break that stigma that it can happen to anybody um, really is great. I mean, I think the knowledge I had was, you know, it was, it was two-sided. I knew a lot. So my doctors respected me and, and told me more than they would maybe the average patient because I understood it. Mm-hmm. But also I think I have a better experience with, you know, with my day-to-day job because I went through it. So I can advocate and tell people that they need to get screened because I already have and mm-hmm. I already have gone through the journey. And so I really use, um, I guess, my story as a platform to kind of help convince people within the community to get screened as well as providers to start that conversation because, you know, screening is covered for 50 and above mm-hmm. um, by insurance. And mm-hmm. so if it can happen to me and you have it available to you for free, then you should do it. So I really stress that on a regular basis when I'm working. There's got to be some connection, I guess, on some level when you talk to people too and yeah. say, I, I've been there. I know that side of yeah. it. I think that makes probably makes people feel a little more comfortable in talking to you. They pay attention. They yes. definitely do. Yes. I think the the shock value of the fact that I am a survivor when I'm working in, in this in this field is like, whoa, okay, we're gonna listen because she has some experience and she kinda knows from a patient perspective, um, about what she went through. And I've had people tell me exactly what we were talking about earlier about, oh, I don't want to do a colonoscopy. It's so horrible. It's gross. I've heard horrible things. Mm -hmm. Well, a colonoscopy saved my life. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you have to drink a nasty drink and, you know, it's for one day. It, you know, you essentially, you know, treat it as a cleanse, you know, right. right. Um, You go into the doctor, you have this test. If there's nothing, then for 10 more years, you don't have to have this, you know, and that one day of drinking, something that doesn't taste that great, and there's lots of different ways to prep, um, could save your life. And it's worth, you know, all the chemo and the radiation and the surgery that I've had to go through. So I really, I stress that when someone's like, I don't want to do it, I'm hesitant. You know, colonoscopies are are not fun. I'm like, yeah, they're not fun, but going through cancer treatment is a lot worse. It's a lot worse. Uh, We're talking with uh, Allison Rosen, cancer survivor, works with the uh, Baylor College of Medicine. And uh, Dr. Gould is here also, is it the least reported type of cancer or is it are there any stats like that that go along with it? I know we've talked about the embarrassment of it, but it seems like it would be one of those that's probably least talked about or reported. So it's actually uh, very common. It's the third leading cause of cancer deaths in women and the second leading cause of cancer deaths in men. Um, we expect to have about 50,000 deaths this year just from colon cancer alone in the United States. Wow. So those it's are pretty, pretty prevalent and it's about 140,000 new cases a year. Those are pretty sobering statistics too when you think about it. So, all right, we've gotten a lot of information about why you do what you do and how you do what you do. Now let's talk about what we're going to do at the Get Your Rear in Gear race that is coming up on November 17th. It's a 5K run and walk. You mentioned that you bring your kids. This is, I mean, this is a day that you can bring the whole family out. Tell us, Allison, a little bit about the day and what people can expect when they come out for this run. Um, It's just a really fun day. I think that we try to make it very family friendly because it is so close close to Thanksgiving. You can bring your whole family out, have some exercise before you eat all this turkey that you're going to (laughs) eat. And, you know, I think the awareness aspect is great because people talk to each other at the event. 
we have an amazing speaker as well. So um, Cindy Ramon lost her husband to colorectal cancer, and he was an HPD officer. And he really didn't have signs or symptoms, and he worked all throughout his treatment. And so we're really excited about her coming out to talk and tell her story um, and her, her late husband's story because there's really a powerful message in hearing somebody else talk about it. And I think it's a great way for survivors and patients to also gather together with the medical community and really spread the awareness. And then, you know, it's a certified race too. Right, so right, exactly. if you're, if you're interested in just running, you can do that. I mean, there's food that's going to be there. There's, you know, the giant colon, there's going to be stuffed mascots for the kids to play with. It's just a DJ and, you know, it's, it's, it's a really fun morning a way to get your exercise and really feel like you've done something good for yourself as well as the community. I was going to say, not only uh, get out there and get uh, get the miles in, but uh, be part of this uh, wonderful day, too. That's awesome to hear. Again, it comes up on November 17th. Is there a website people can go to if they want to get more information about this? Yeah, it's coloncancercoalition.org slash Houston. Okay. And so that gives you all the information, the times, the place, parking, um, all the information that you possibly could need. And my email address is on that, too. So if anyone has any further questions, they can just send me a, a quick email and I'll and, answer And again, it. this is the seventh year for the race, but uh, the last couple of years, uh, doctor, it's been in the medical center area like we're talking about. Yes. And so there's uh, medical professionals will be there as well to answer questions. It's very conveniently located. It, it's a great day for the family. Okay. All right. Sounds great. Ladies, thank you so much for coming in. Allison, thanks for sharing your story. Of course. Doctor, uh, thank you so much for the information. And if you have any questions about this, you, again, can find out information at coloncancercoalition.org slash Houston. And uh, you will get all the information there. Saturday, November 17th, it's the Get Your Rear in Gear, Houston, Colon Cancer Awareness 5K. If you need more information, we'll have it up on the Eye on Houston Facebook page uh, so you can get all of the information there. Ladies, thank you so much. Thank you so Have much for having Sunday. us. Have a great Sunday. It is I on Houston.